Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. As we have explored in previous episodes, Sufism is very strongly associated with its artistic expressions, and particularly famous for its poetry. We've seen how great Sufi personalities like Ibn Arabi, Abul Hassan al-Shushtari, and Attar created lasting masterpieces of literature that express the deepest sentiments of Islamic mysticism and intimacy with God. And another aspect of this vast tradition of Sufi poetry is its multilingual nature. Indeed, especially from the late Middle Ages forward, Sufi poetry started to be written in various different languages, so vernacular languages that were different from the more accepted religious language of, of Arabic, for example. Thus, we not only see the beautiful Arabic poetry of people like the aforementioned Ibn Arabi or Ibn al-Fadid, but also at this time we have masterpieces in Persian from people like Rumi and Jami. And we must not forget that Anatolia and the Turkish-speaking regions were also a place of great flourishing when it comes to Sufism at this time. And it is in this context that we also find one of the most significant Sufi poets who have ever written in the Turkish language and just one of the most famous Sufi poets of all time, Yunus Emre. Yunus Emre is a kind of national hero in Turkey. 
It's said that most people there can recite some lines from his poetry by heart, and he often comes to represent the heights of Turkish poetry and literature. He also represents that classical era of Sufism when many of the greatest mystics in history lived at basically around the same time. Yunus was a contemporary of figures like Rumi and thus took part in this incredibly vibrant environment. In the last few years, Yunus has also seen another surge in his popularity, both in Turkey and elsewhere, due to a successful television series named after him and based loosely on his life. For those of us interested in Sufism and Sufi poetry, he is not a figure that we can pass over, and thus it is high time we do an episode about him. Yunus lived in Anatolia, in what is today Turkey, in the 13th and 14th centuries. We know very little about his life, but the common narrative is that he was born in the early 1240s and died sometime in 1320 or 1321. He thus lived in that very eventful period when the Mongols invaded and ruled large portions of the Islamic world, which had, of course, far-reaching consequences. Anatolia was ruled by these Mongol leaders during Yunus's life, and the new situation of new Muslim converts from the east who had very little knowledge of the religion's principles probably played a role in his career as a traveling missionary and kind of minstrel. Because he never became the center of a Sufi order or necessarily seen as a great saint in that way like other figures such as Rumi, we don't have any major hagiographies of his life. So all we have to rely on for his biography are essentially details that he leaves in his own poetry. Undoubtedly, Yunus was a Sufi, a person who was involved in the Islamic tradition of tasawwuf, involving practices aimed at purifying the soul and reaching intimacy with God. The sources we have also suggest to many scholars that he was connected with a so-called teke, a Sufi lodge of initiated mystics under the leadership of a sheikh or master. Yunus's master appears to have been a teacher by the name of Tapduk Emre, as Yunus refers to this Tapduk in his poetry as his own guide on the spiritual path. Quote, To the countries where we've gone, to those pure hearts filled with affection, we have spread Tapduk's inner truth to the people, praise be to God. End quote. As to what specific tariqa or Sufi order Yunus belonged to, that is uncertain. Some have connected Taptuk and thus Yunus to the Bektashi order, which was and has been one of the most prominent in that region. Indeed, the founder of that order, Haji Bektash Veli, was an older contemporary of Yunus, and some legendary stories even tell of how the two met. Although Yunus never actually mentions Haji Bektash in his poetry, which is strange if the two actually had a direct relationship like that, so this suggests to many scholars that there wasn't a direct relationship or connection between Yunus and Haji Bektash, uh, at least at this time, but this is a very uncertain matter. Someone he does mention, however, is Mevlana, or in other words, the famous Sufi poet and master Jalal ad-Din Rumi, who was also an older contemporary of Yunus living in the same region. Yunus seems to have great reverence for this master, and it seems that the Rumi served as a great influence on the Turkish poet. It's also possible that the two poets met at some point, but there's no direct historical evidence for this. Nonetheless, Yunus soon became a renowned poet himself, and it is said that he traveled all around Anatolia as a kind of missionary. He would use his uh, poetry to spread the message of Islam and educate people on the religions and the, the basic teachings of Islam uh, through his beautiful poetry in the vernacular Turkish language. He composed a lot of poetry, which was later collected in a diwan, which is essentially a collection of a person's poetry. 
This Diwan was only written down or collected a few decades, almost a century actually, after his death, so it's uncertain just how many of the poems attributed to Yunus can actually be traced to the man himself. The reason for this late date of the Diwan is probably that the poems of Yunus were composed and transmitted orally. He would travel around the country and recite these poems vocally, probably with the accompaniment of musical instruments. We thus almost get the picture of Yunus as a traveling minstrel, singing devotional songs as a way to spread the message of Islam, and in particular that of the Sufism of his mentor Tapduk Emre. Indeed, Yunus refers to himself as an ashek in his poetry. An ashek in Anatolian culture is a kind of traveling poet-musician that often plays on the instrument known as the saz or balama while singing poems, often of a devotional Sufi kind. These ashaks are still prominent in this region today. The word comes from the Arabic ashek, meaning a lover, and in Sufi terms it is used to mean a lover of God, often synonymous with mystic. So it is possible that Yunus is simply referring to himself as a lover in these terms, without the connections that it had later in Anatolia, but based on some of the aspects of his life that we have explored, it is also possible that he represents an early example of that tradition of traveling singing poets. And regardless, Yunus' poetry has come to play a prominent role in the repertoire of many ashiks to this very day. So whether or not he can be considered an ashik in modern terms is uncertain, but he certainly plays an important role in that general culture of, of ashik music and poetry uh, from that time and until today. Sufis in general have always played an important role in spreading Islam to different regions of the world, and the time in which Yunus lived was arguably one in which this was very much needed. The invasion of the Mongols and the conversion of many of these Mongols to Islam saw the need for someone like Yunus, because now you had a bunch of new people who had arrived from the east, who had just recently converted to Islam, but had very little connection to that religion and its teachings, and didn't have access to the high seats of learning in places like Baghdad sometimes, or, or, or in Arabia and so on. And so someone like Yunus who could travel around and spread the message of Islam, educate people on this religion and its teachings through his poetry and, and the Sufi aspects of this religion was something that was probably in high demand. Aside from his Diwan or collection of poetry, Yunus also wrote a work called the Risalat and Nushia, the Treatise of Advice, which he reportedly finished in 1307 to 1308, an important factor for dating his life. This is a really interesting treatise dealing more with philosophical topics such as the four elements, the intellect, and human nature in general, but to the majority of people it is the catchy and simple yet profound poetry that he is known for. So what was this poetry about? If you are familiar with other examples of Sufi poetry, particularly from this period, a lot of things will be familiar when you read the verses of Yunus. In the most general sense, we can find two major themes in his poetic works. Firstly, the basic principles and teachings of Islam. His poetry is constantly in conversation with the Quran and Hadith literature, referencing them, explaining their meanings, and trying to educate on the laws and practices of Islam in different ways. Secondarily though, all of this is also layered with the language and expression of Sufism and the mystical way or path. Perhaps the most descriptive term and central theme in all of his poetry lies in the concept of love. He did refer to himself as an ashek, or a lover, after all, and all of his poetry is dedicated to the expression of love. 
Just like in the writings of Rumi, for example, love is the thing that is emphasized the most. In Sufi terms, this refers to the mystic's love for God, often expressed through metaphors of lover and beloved, of longing for one's beloved and wishing to be united with him or her. All of Sufism is infused with this love, the human being's love for God and God's love for his creation and the human being. This love for God can also then extend to love of one's fellow man and creature as an expression of God's being or creative mercy. Quote, Love for you took me from myself. It is you I need you. I burn for you both night and day. It is you I need you. If they should kill me and fling my ashes to the sky, my dust would cry there. It is you I need you. Yunus Emre is my name. My fire increases day by day. In the two worlds, my goal is this. It is you I need you. Indeed, in Sufi poetry, love is often explained as a kind of metaphysical principle. It is love that holds the universe together, a love that is most profoundly found in the love and devotion of an intoxicated mystic for God, and a love which functions essentially as the foundation of the entire universe. Quote, What can I tell the lovers that is sweeter than the news of love? I will explain it one by one to those who listen with love. Before, when there was no earth or sky, there was the foundation of love. Love is very ancient, eternal. Love brought about everything there is. At the primal feast, at the beginning of time, whoever saw the beloved's face, his soul was in love. Ask him for news of love. No matter what I try to liken love to, it doesn't work. In this world and the next, what can take love's place? It is entrusted to you. Guard well the news of love. Do not sit just anywhere and speak about love. This is the rule among the money changers. They do not show the jewels to those who don't know their worth. Now this poetry obviously doesn't work as well in English translation as it does in the original Turkish, but you can still sort of get an idea of the melody and rhyming and creativity that's going on here. He uses a lot of recurring phrases like refrains and a lot of repetitions in a very poetic way. It's really beautiful when you hear it, even though you, if you don't understand Turkish necessarily, which I don't for example, you can still read or hear the original poems in that language, you can hear the, the melody and the rhyming and the repetition, it's really beautiful stuff. So this is how we should read Yunus's poetry, as a lyrical expression of the Sufi concept of love essentially. Just like for many other Sufis, God is seen here as being deeply imminent. As the Quran states, quote, we are closer to them than their jugular vein, and quote, whichever way you turn, there is the face of God. The Sufis took verses like these as clear indications of God's imminence. In Yunus's poetry, God is present everywhere. Quote, Wherever I look, it is he who appears before my eyes. I do not have comprehension or discernment suitable to comprehend him. No matter how long I live, freedom from him is impossible for me. The prey caught in the trap is in the hand of the hunter. To the wise, breath is pleasant. Do not ask about its characteristics. How can I explain his characteristics? He has no parallel. He is without match. He promised everyone that tomorrow they would see him. My tomorrow is today. The Almighty appeared here. Yunus's total gazing is immersed in the face of the Beloved. No place is left where he is not present. Every place appears filled with him.
The true lover travels on the mystical path to eventually achieve union with God, the most supreme experience of intoxication. Quote, For the person who has achieved union, what is this pain and separation? For the person who sees the beloved up close, what is this remoteness he looked at? It is necessary for the man who has achieved union that he give up his existence. This person who has achieved union, who is going along the road, let's see what his provisions are. If you were a man of union, if you understood the veil over the eye, if you have seen the beloved clearly, renounce this existence. What is it, after all? Nothing. This totally ineffable experience of union with the divine, um, which is seen as one of the most highest stages on the mystical path, uh, has led to some of the most profound and creative expressions of Sufi poetry in history. Um, the Sufis will play around with pronouns, using them in different ways, and, and just using the language that they are employing in very creative ways to express this, you know, ultimately inexpressible experience. It is, for example, this that is expressed when Yunus says, quote, It is not Yunus saying this, it is itself that speaks. All of this has made Yunus Emre one of the most celebrated poets, certainly in Turkey and Anatolia, but really in the whole world. As we said in the beginning, his poetry can be recited by most people in Turkey even to this day. The fact that he wrote in the vernacular language rather than in the more established languages of religious expression, such as Arabic or, at that point, Persian, is probably one reason that he had such a major impact. Indeed, it is thought that the poetry of Yunus Emre is a decisive factor in the very development of the Turkish language as we know it today. Pretty impressive for a wandering poet of the 14th century. His words can be heard in many popular folk songs and at religious gatherings among various groups in Anatolia, like in the Bektashi Sufi order, like for the Alevis, for example. His poetry is uh, recited and read uh, to, uh, by many different groups, religious groups and, and groups of people. He's one of the most popular and well-known figures in Anatolian history. His memory is kept alive both through these contexts, but also in popular media, such as in the TV show dedicated to his life that aired a few years ago. It's a pretty decent show, actually, all things considered, that includes many of the famous stories and legends about Yunus, but stories that we can't really confirm based on our historical sources. Nonetheless, any understanding of Sufism, or Sufi poetry in particular, is not complete without at least some familiarity with the lover Yunus, whose words reach us even today with its playfulness and profound messages. I'll see you next time. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.